0: Happy Tuesday! My name's Nick. My name is Alan. And welcome. Into, into the dungeon. dungeon.
1: Journey to Fandling, my arse. Wait till your parents hear of all the tribulations we have been through. But you are right. Your family is now bigger. You have orc as a stepbrother. Who could have seen that coming?
0: Aye, and a couple of dwarven uncles. Don't forget about us, Shrew. <laughs> and I'm grateful to have you all in my life. Well, that's my tale. What about you, Favian? How did you meet True? Why did you come to Fandling?
1: Yes, Fabian, tell them all how we met. I'm sure they love the story. But I'd be a bit sceptical of how he tells it.
0: All right, Fenner, I'll go next. But first, true. surely it's my turn for a good bath. Well, it's surely You've only been, been a couple of minutes. You must be as wrinkled as a prune by now,
1: Shrew. Oh, we? yes. Turn away. I'm, I, I'll get out now. <laughs> well,
0: it's nothing I haven't seen before, after all. Last time we shared a bath together.
1: Yeah, you might be right, but... And I... Kind of start getting up and look down. You you, you are right. I, I'm quite shrivelled up. I'd I'd rather you look away. It's not
0: it's not my greatest of moments. While she's coming out of the bath, Fabian calls the attention of some gnomes who come and diligently change the water.
1: I grab a towel and wrap it around my waist and sit down on a chair close by.
0: Fabian softly lowers himself into the bath. Oh, oh this feels good. I guess I'll start where I began on this path that led me to you, my new family, as Shu and Fenner were saying. In the queen town of Daggerford, the air is filled with the scent of freshly tanned leather and the soft murmur of the Delimba River blows in harmony with the bustling daily life. There stands a modest building made of weathered timber. A cobbler's shop named Stout Souls Its door is adorned with a hanging brass bell that announces the arrival of anyone who steps inside. Above the shop, a cosy dwelling serves as the home of Fabian and his father, the master cobbler, Drummond Stout. As Dawn paints the sky in hues of rose and gold, Fabian finds himself meandering through the narrow streets of Daggerford. The air is crisp and the awakening town seems to hum with the promise of another day. Fabian, however, is oblivious to the world around him lost in his own thoughts as he marvels at the play of sunlight filtering through the ancient trees. Drummond Stout, a sturdy man with greying hair and calloused hands that bear marks of years spent crafting shoes for the townsfolk, is already at work in his cobbler shop. The fragrance of leather envelops Drummond's shop like a warm embrace in a symphony that intertwines with the rhythmic tip-tap of a hammer against anvil. Shelves are adorned with an array of boots and shoes in various stages of completion, and rolls of leather are neatly stacked against the walls. As the hammer strikes the anvil with measured precision, the metallic resonance reverberates through the shop, creating a soothing cadence. The tip-tap of the hammer against the anvil becomes a meditative rhythm, grounding the space in a sense of purpose and dedication. Fabian strolls into the shop, his gaze wandering over the intricate craftsmanship that adorns the walls. His father glances up from the workbench, his eyes narrowing at the sight of his distracted son. Drummond wipes his hands on a worn apron, setting aside a half-inch boot. Favian, my boy, he begins, his voice a deep timbre that resonates with authority and a tinge of weary frustration.
1: You make it clear that Stout Souls is not your calling, but how many times uh, must I tell you that the path of the guard requires focus and discipline? This is not a game, Favian. Daggerford relies on its protectors, and your training is no small matter.
0: Fabian's response is nonchalant, his gaze still drifting to the small window where sunlight dances through the moats of dust. I know, father, but there's so much more to life than focus and discipline. There are adventures waiting beyond these walls. I'm not so sure I want to be tethered to a post forever. Drummond lets out a heavy sigh, his shoulders slumping with the weight of parental concern.
1: (sighs) Your mother would have wanted you to honor our family, Fabian. She believed you could do anything you set your mind to. But you. you've become a dreamer, lost in the clouds.
0: A flicker of pain crosses Fabian's eyes as he recalls how his mother succumbed to a fever when he was but a young boy. In the dying embers of a fading afternoon, the small room above Stout Souls is filled with a heavy silence, punctuated only by the labored breaths of a woman laying on a makeshift bed. The room is dimly lit, the flickering flame of a single candle casting dancing shadows upon the walls. The scent of herbal remedies and the undeniable presence of impending loss intermingle. They create an atmosphere that oscillates between despair and a quiet acceptance of the inevitable. Fabian's mother, Salira, lies pallid and fragile, her once vibrant eyes dulled by the merciless grip of fever. Drummond's face is etched with lines of worry as he sits by Salira's bedside. He's holding her frail hand in his callus grip. The air is thick with sorrow as the weight of impending loss hangs heavy in the room. Fabian, a young boy with innocence still reflected in his tear-filled eyes, stands at the foot of the bed, unable to comprehend the imminent farewell that looms before him. Celira musters a weak smile, a voice but a mere whisper as she addresses her beloved son and husband. Fabian, my sweet boy, she begins. The words carrying a poignant melody that resonates with both love and sorrow. Come closer, let me see your face. Fabian approaches, his heart heavy with the impending farewell that lingers in the air. His mother's fingers gently trace the contours of Fabian's face. You have your father's eyes and your mother's spirit, she murmurs, a touch of fragile caress. Drummond watches, his eyes glistening with unshed tears, which reflect a profound sorrow that words struggle to convey. Celera turns his attention to him. Drummond, my love, she whispers, her gaze locking into his with a deep and abiding affection. We have shared a life woven with threads of both joy and trials, as the weaver of fate prepares to cut the final strand. I want you to know <coughs> that my love for you transcends this mortal plane. I will forever be with you. Fabian's father, holding back the tears, Presses a kiss to his wife's hand, and whispers a sigh farewell.
1: I curse the gods and the fever that uh, grips you. But at the same time, I give them thanks for being able to live my life beside you. All these years, all these memories we've created, my love, I will never forget them. You will always be
0: with me. Fabian, though young, senses the gravity of the moment. His mother turns her gaze towards him again, a wellspring of love and wisdom reflected in her weary eyes. My dear son, she whispers, a voice a bittersweet lullaby. Life's journey may take unexpected turns, but always remember that my love will be your guiding star. As the words hang in the air, silent understanding passes between mother and son. Her features softened by the weariness of illness, manages a tender smile as she looks upon the two most important men in her life. Live a life filled with purpose and kindness, she implores, a voice a fragile yet unwavering plea. Carry our love as a lantern, let it illuminate the darkest paths, and know that wherever you are, peace of my heart will reside with each of you. The room, charged with emotion, becomes a sacred space. With the veil between realms seems to thin. Drummond's eyes are moist with unshed tears as he leans in to kiss his wife's forehead. Tears spill down Favian's cheeks. Unable to find words to express the emotions within him. Drummond pulls Fabian in for a strong embrace. Celira's hand trembles as she reaches for his face once more. Gently brushing away his tears. As the candle's flame flickers, casting shadows that dance in mournful harmony. Celira takes a final, shuddering breath. The room is enveloped in a sombre stillness broken only by the stifled sobs of her father and son the wound though old still aches in his heart as his voice momentarily breaks i can't find purpose in patrolling the streets the same streets every day there has to be more than this father drummond rises from his cobbler's stool his eyes locking onto fabians with a resolve
1: your training is near in its sense son The guards of Daggerford play a vital role in keeping our town safe. The people who rely on you,
0: and it's time you learned the honor in that! Favian shifts uncomfortably, his fingers idly tracing patterns on the worn wooden countertop. I just don't see why I must conform to these traditions, father. There's an entire world out there, full of mystery and excitement. I want to explore, to experience life beyond these cobblestone streets. Drummond's gaze softens with a mixture of understanding and weariness.
1: I am not asking you to abandon your dreams, Fabian, but the dreams of youth must be tempered with responsibilities of adulthood. Soon you'll be a man, and you must choose your path and learn to provide for
0: yourself. The cobbler's shop seems to hold its breath, the air heavy with unspoken tension as Fabian's mind again wanders. Fabian, I didn't know. I'm so sorry to hear of your mother. It's a shame you weren't around back then, Fenner. She sure could have used some of your magic. But anyway, it was a long time ago now. And a piece of her heart is always with me.
1: Shu is sitting down, his eyes fixated on the wooden floor under him. He has a vacant expression on his eyes and and doesn't really add anything else to the conversation. Just keeps on listening to Fabian's story. When the story began, he was thinking of something witty to say in relation to Fabian's kind of airheadedness behavior and his carefree way of life. But the turn of events has shook him to his core.
0: Not long after, the day of my final test to graduate as God came around. As the golden sun rises Casting its warm embrace upon the cobbled streets, the town awakens her day of significance. In the west of the community lies the drill fields, where Favian's stout is to undergo his final test to join the esteemed ranks of the town's guardians at Ducal Castle. Yet as the morning sun bathes the town in its gentle glow, Fabian is with his friends Alarion and Aura, venturing into the woods that embrace Daggerford as the trio seek adventure beyond the familiar cobblestone streets. Alarion, his elven companion, moves with an ethereal grace, his silver hair catching the sunlight like strands of moonlight. His keen eyes tinged with a perpetual spark of mischief. I survey the surrounding wilderness. Aura, an athletic human, marches forward with unmistakable determination. A golden blonde hair, a beacon of vigor amid the greenery, as a sturdy frame carries the promise of unwavering resilience, ready for whatever challenges the wood may present. Favion, Alarion calls, what troubles your mind on such a fine day? The woods beckon with mysteries waiting to be unraveled. Fabian, distracted and preoccupied, absent mindedly responds You know I hate it when you call me that, Alarion. But there's something liberating about these woods, isn't there? Aura chuckles, a hearty laugh echoing through the trees.
1: Well said, lad. Let's not stand around like statues. Adventure awaits. And I've a mind to uncover its secrets.
0: As the trio delves deeper into the woods, the drill fields, Ducal Castle, and the impending test fade into a distant recess of Fabian's mind. The rustle of leaves, the song of birds, and the earthy scent of the forest become the backdrop to their impromptu adventure. Alarion leads the way, his keen senses guiding the group through the labyrinth of trees and underbrush. Let's explore, my friends! Who knows and wonders what these woods conceal? Unbeknownst to Fabian, the Drillfield's bell carries for the distance, announcing the commencement of the final test. Favian, entranced by the dappled sunlight filtering through the foliage, allows himself to be swept away by the allure of the unknown. He marvels at the play of shadows and light, momentarily forgetting the duty that calls him back to Daggerford. Aura's eyes gleam with excitement as she points to a winding path veiled by vines and ferns.
1: Let's follow this trail, lads, it's a whisper of adventure in the wind. Neither knows for finding hidden treasures.
0: Navigating the uneven terrain, the trio cross babbling brooks and moss-covered stones. The crystal clear water sparkles under the dappled sunlight. Nora can't resist dipping her hand in, reveling at the cool touch of nature. As they traverse deeper into the woods, mysterious creatures' fur blends seamlessly with the foliage, catches their attention. The creature, more curious and fearful, scurries away at their approach, leaving behind a sense of wonder and sparking conversations about the hidden inhabitants of the forest. The sun arcs across the sky, casting a warm glow upon the adventurers. They've been engrossed in the wonders of the woods, remains blissfully unaware of the pivotal moment that is slipping away from him. The trio now are retracing their steps, guided by the sunlight which filters through the trees. And as they emerge from the woods, the distant echoes of the town bell and cry reach them, announcing the end of the tests of the drill fields. Bavian's gaze shifts from the enchanting woods to the familiar sight of Daggerford's rooftops. The realization dawns upon him, and a knot tightens in his stomach. The final test, the pivotal moment he has prepared so long for, has slipped through his fingers. The townsfolk gathered at the drill fields disperse and begin to move towards the grounds of Ducal Castle, where the passing out ceremony will be held. Drummond awaits near Stout Souls, his expression a blend of concern and disappointment. As the trio approaches, Alarian speaks on behalf of his friend. We got lost in the woods of wonder, Drummond. The call of adventure proved too strong, and the test of the fields slipped away from Favian's mind. It's our fault. We asked him to join us. Drummond sighs, a mixture of frustration and parental concern etched on his weathered face.
1: The path of duty is not easy, my son. Let this be a lesson in the weight of responsibilities. Let us speak inside.
0: <laughs> My father gave me quite the bollocking that evening. Although, it does pale in comparison to the one true gave me for saving his life from that undead horse, Barbara. <laughs>
1: oh. As soon as... True, hears that. His eyes snap towards Fabian. Awoken uh, from his semi trance. Barbara, I'll have you know, her name was Betsy. And damn well you got a bollocking from me. You took Betsy away from me for a second time.
0: Yes, yes, I remember you were going to gallop down the Sword Coast with the... Yes, yes. The wind in your hair. Oh, yes. Oh, Barbara, Betsy, Betsy.
1: Betsy, Betsy. Respect her name.
0: Anyway i'll never forget the look of disappointment on my father's face amplified no doubt by the fact he had closed the shop to proudly see me graduate that evening i went to drown my sorrows and i met a stranger who promised adventure and gold which ended up setting me on the path to meeting you all the evening descends upon daggerford like a heavy cloak and the happy cow tavern A haven for those seeking solace or revelry comes alive with the flickering light of oil lamps and the murmur of conversation. Fabian, burdened by the weight of missed opportunities, seeks refuge in the warmth of the tavern, where the air is thick with the aroma of hearty stews and the strains of lively music. The tavern's time-worn wooden door swings open and a figure steps into the dimly lit space. This person bears an air of purpose and resilience as he scans the room with a keen gaze. A hood and cloak conceals much of his features, leaving only the glint of determined eyes visible. As he approaches the bar, a glimpse of elven grace becomes apparent in the way he moves. A fluidity that speaks of both ageless wisdom and a questing spirit. As he approaches the bar, he exchanges nods with the tavern keeper, a portly man with a grizzled beard, before turning his gaze to the room, scanning the patrons there with purpose. In a quiet corner of the happy cow tavern The elf has caught the eye of Fabian, as he nurses his sorrows in a tankard of ale, his thoughts swirling like the turbulent currents of a hidden river. The flickering candle on his table casts dancing shadows upon his face, accentuating the lines of weariness etched by the day's missed opportunities. The elf having made eye contact with Fabian approaches with a subtle grace that belies his purpose. He pulls back his hood, revealing the ageless countenance of an elf, and offers a nod of acknowledgement.
1: Favian Stout, name whispered in the winds of Daggerford this evening.
0: A man distracted by what he seeks beyond these walls. Favian's hazel eyes meet the piercing gaze of the elven envoy. He straightens in his seat, curiosity replacing the melancholy that had consumed him earlier. Who are you? he inquires, his voice tinged with a mixture of weariness and intrigue. I am Lorian Shadowsong. The elf replies, pulling out a chair opposite Favian and taking a seat. I come
1: with an offer, one that extends beyond the familiar confines of this town.
0: There are endeavours beyond these walls that call for hearts bold enough to answer. Favian raises an eyebrow, intrigued by the enigmatic aura that surrounds Lorian. What sort of offer? He asks. His interest piqued by the promise of something beyond the routine of guard duty. Lorien leans in, his eyes locking onto Favian's with a quiet intensity. Leylon, he says, his voice carrying the weight of history and the promise of the unknown. The high tower of Falithar has fallen, and the ruins of
1: Leylon are being restored and repopulated. It is a place ripe with opportunity and adventure, but it bears the lingering threat of Orc,
0: Gobbling and bugbear aids. Fabian listens, the name Leilon resonating in the depths of his consciousness like a distant echo. The tavern's lively atmosphere fades into the background as Lorien unfolds a tale of a town in need, a town on the cusp of rebirth, yet haunted by the spectre of peril. Lorian continues I seek guards to escort a group
1: of labourers and craftsmen. The journey promises adventure for the road is fraught with dangers but the reward is both coin and the chance to be part of a town's resurgence from what i hear it seems you may be
0: looking for a new path and perhaps adventure fabian drawn in by the allure of distant lands and the prospect of a different life he considers Lorin's words why would you be offering this opportunity he asks his gaze probing Simply put, I need some muscle, Fabian
1: Stout. And given today's events, it would appear that I have a Daggerford guard in all but name before me.
0: Lorin replies.
1: Leylon seeks guardians, and you, with a spirit of adventure that lingers
0: in your eyes, i find purpose beyond these small and walled confines. Subtle silence envelops the table, whilst Fabian contemplates the offer the pull of the unknown tugging at his very core. Leylon, a town on the brink of resurgence, beckons with the promise of a fresh start. Lorian gestures towards a parchment, neatly laid out on the table, which bears the insignia of Leylon, a symbol of hope amidst the ruins. Should you choose to
1: embark on this journey, sign your name here. Join those who seek to rebuild and rediscover the strength within the remnants of Falivar's
0: Hightower. Fabian reaches for the quill, the decision weighing heavy on his heart. As his hand hovers over the parchment, he contemplates the choice before him, whilst the happy cow tavern continues in its lively symphony, oblivious to the pivotal moment, transpiring at the small corner table. And so with a determined stroke, Fabian signs his name, a signature that marks not only a journey to Leyland, but a departure from the familiar, an embrace of the unknown. And the promise of a new chapter awaiting beyond the walls of daggerford the next dawn i prepared a bag with some essentials i left before my father woke i couldn't bear to see his disappointed face again i just left him a note explaining that i couldn't remain in daggerford any longer especially after missing out on my graduation the world of adventure awaited beyond those walls I was to go in search of it.
1: Father, the, the on,
0: I'm sure you, your father
1: would be proud of you now, after all you've accomplished. But back then, you were a bit of a... of a dimwit. You... you... you wanted to... you wanted to leave the, your, your hometown because you didn't want to be a guard, yet you signed up for guard duties.
0: The irony is not lost on me. But there was... more excitement in Leylon than Daggerford. I was more bodyguard than a... Town god. Excitement in Leilon, yes, I can agree to that. Well, I left in search of adventure, and I think it's safe to say we found quite a bit. You're right there too, my friend. I should let Fabian finish his tale. Yes, 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 of course, Fabian, do go on. Oh, not you, I'm starting to regret that part of the story. The trip to Leilon was one of many firsts, including my one and only time. Up on a ship, and I'll be damned if I get on one again. As dawn stretches its golden fingers over Daggerford, the Delimba River sparkles in the first light of day, a ribbon of silver winding its way through the town. Fabian is making his way towards the docks where a small boat awaits that would ferry him to the ship that would carry him towards Leon. At the river's edge, the boat bobs delicately on the gentle ripples weathered wood bearing the scars of countless journeys down the delimber. Lorien's shadow song stands beside it. His elven presence a calming force amidst the bustle of the docks. Favian approaches, his gaze meeting Lorien's with a shared understanding of the journey ahead. The elf offers a nod of acknowledgement, and without the need for words, they embark on the boat together, with the river current eagerly embracing the vessel as it sets adrift. The waterways of the delimber at Daggerfoot are shallow the boat glides downstream, carried by the gentle flow. The morning sun still low in the sky casts a warm glow on the riverbanks where fishermen ready their nets and locals engage in the rituals of a town waking to life. As they journey downstream, Fabian is perched at the boat's edge and he watches as Daggerford's silhouette fades into the distance. The familiar towers and walls retreating like memories left behind. The small boat reaches a point in the river where it widens. On the horizon emerges the silhouette of a sailing ship. A vessel with billowing sails that catch the morning breeze. The promise of Leylong materializes in the form of this grand ship. Its mast reaching towards the heavens like the fingers of a celestial giant. As the boat nears the ship, the air becomes infused with a heady scent of salt water and the cacophony of seagulls. Heralds of the open sea. The ship, a majestic creation of wood and canvas, sways gently with the ebb and flow of the tide. Delicate dance that beckons Fabian into its embrace. The crew is a diverse assortment of sailors with weathered faces and hands that bear calluses of countless voyages and who busy themselves with the preparations for departure ropes creak and canvas flutters as a ship readies to cast off its moorings lorion stepping onto the ship with a grace that echoes the fluidity of the river gestures for Fabian to follow the deck a sprawling expanse of polished wood offers a view that stretches beyond the horizon the captain of the ship is a weather-beaten figure with a salt and pepper beard that dances in the wind. He stands near the helm. Captain Ellender Stormwind, a seasoned mariner with a keen eye that has navigated the treacherous waters of the Sword Coast, greets Lorien with a firm handshake, before turning his attention to the recruits.
1: Favian Stout!
0: Captain Stormwind booms, his voice carrying the authority of one accustomed to command.
1: Welcome aboard the Sea Serpent. We sail for Lylan, and I trust you're prepared for the journey that awaits.
0: Fabian standing tall meets the Captain's gaze with a nod. I'm ready, Captain. The promise of adventure and purpose (laughs) beckons.
1: Ready, you say? Well, we'll let the sea decide.
0: The ship alive with the vibrant energy of anticipation, creaks and groans as the crew unfurls its sails, and the Sea Serpent catches the wind gliding into the open sea with the grace of a creature returning to its natural habitat the sights and sounds of the journey become a sensory symphony the distant cries of seagulls the rhythmic lapping of the waves against the hull and the panoramic expanse of the sea stretching to the horizon the ship a vessel of dreams and destinies becomes a sanctuary for those seeking purpose beyond the known captain stormwind guides Fave into the helm where a stern-faced figure clad in the regalia of the ship's guard awaits. Captain Anara Ironhard, dwarven warrior with eyes that gleam like polished sapphires, extends a gauntleted hand in greeting. Favian Stute, she says, her voice firm and resolute.
1: You'll be unsetting to me during this voyage, Dumpling. The Sea Serpent may be a ship
0: of dreams, but Discipline is the anchor that keeps us tethered to reality. Favian, sensing the unyielding spirit beneath Captain Ironheart's exterior, accepts the handshake with a nod of acknowledgments. The Sea Serpent, now a speck against the vast canvas of the open sea, sails towards Leyland, an ancient town on the verge of renewal, destination that beckons with the promise of adventure. Favian stands at the helm with the sea breeze tussling his hair as he gazes towards the horizon. The Sea Serpent sails the open expanse of the Sword Coast its billowing sails harnessing the unpredictable winds that sweep across the vast canvas of the sea. Favian is still adjusting to the rhythmic undulation of the ship beneath his feet as he struggles to find his sea legs. The rocking motion of the ship plays havoc with his senses and the uneasy churn in his stomach becomes a constant companion, unlike the seasoned sailors, who are familiar with the dance of the waves and who move with praxis ease with their footsteps harmonizing with the natural rhythm of the sea serpent. Captain Anara Ironhard, observing Fabian's pale countenance, offers a reassuring nod. Seasickness is a
1: rite of passage for every first-time sailor. Fear not, dumpling. I'll find your sea legs soon enough. And if you don't, I'll find them for you.
0: <clears throat> Thank you, Captain. Fabian musters a weak smile. His focus is on the distant horizon as if the stability of solid ground lies just beyond the reach of his gaze. However, the gentle words offer little comfort against the relentless sway of the ship. The days at sea unfold like chapters in an unending tome for Favian, who continues to struggle with his sea legs. The Sea Serpent has been fighting against tempestuous storms for much of this journey. On a calm and serene day, Fabian is finally adapting to the ebb and flow of life at sea as he begins to appreciate the unpredictable beauty of the ocean. Yet the tranquillity of the journey is shattered when the lookout atop of the mast shouts out a warning. Moss ahoy! Silhouettes appear on the horizon, swift and menacing, as pirate ships cutting through the waters approach with predatory intent. Panic grips the ship and Captain Ellender Stormwind issues swift orders, the urgency in his voice cutting through the tumult of the crew's response.
1: Ship amassed! Wall hands on deck!
0: The sea serpent, until now a vessel of dreams, transforms rapidly into a bastion of defense. Guards, including Fabian, are hastily equipped and positioned along the railings. Their eyes scanning the approaching threat. Captain Anara Ironhard, her gaze steely and resolute, stands at the forefront, commanding the guards to brace for the impending clash. Prepare to be
1: boarded, little dumplings. Ready or steel, Bearing for a good
0: one. The pirate ships draw nearer, the black sails billowing like ominous clouds. Grizzled faces adorned with wicked grins appear on the decks, and the glint of cutlasses and the swish of arrows and bolts catch the sunlight. Fabian feels a knot tightening in his stomach as he grips the hilt of his sword, the weight of responsibility heavier than the weapon in his inexperienced hand. The clash is inevitable, and as the pirate ships close in, chaos erupts on the Sea Serpents. The guards, led by Captain Ironhard. Meet the invaders with ferocity. Swords clash and arrows darken the sky. Favian is thrust into the heart of the fray as he confronts the harsh reality of combat. The clash is a fierce and chaotic dance where life and death hang in the balance. Favian, grateful that at least today the waters are calm, is driven by instinct and guided by the training he'd received in Daggerford. He soon finds himself locked in combat with the pirates. The clang of steel against steel reverberates in Favian's ears as he parries the pirate's attacks. The taste of salt on his lips is replaced by the metallic tang of fear and adrenaline. In the intensity of the moment, Favin's training becomes a visceral experience, the line between life and death blurring with each swing of the sword. In a desperate lunge, Favian's blade finds its mark. The pirate's eyes widen in shock as he crumples to the deck. The weight of her first life taken settles on Favian's shoulders like a leaden shroud. As the clash subsides, the surviving pirates, their ranks broken and the resolve shattered, retreat into the embrace of the open sea. The sea serpent, battered by Defiant, stands victorious against the marauders who sought to plunder its bounty. In the aftermath, Favian's breaths are laboured and his hands trembling. He stares at the lifeless body in the deck the pirate, once his adversary, now lies motionless, testament to the cost of survival on these unpredictable seas. Captain Anara Ironhard approaches Fabian. Welcome to the reality of the sea,
1: dumpling. Each journey carries a burden of choices, and sometimes those choices demand more than we anticipate, particularly when they
0: stand between life and death. I've trained for years, but this is the first real combat I've had. First life I've taken. Favian, unable to tear his gaze away from the life he has extinguished, grapples with the realization that the adventure he sought comes at a cost. Days pass and the sea serpent sails for calmer waters as the crew tends to the wounds inflicted by the skirmish before Leyland comes into view on the distant horizon. The town, rising from the ruins of Thalivell's high tower, stands as a symbol of resilience and determination. The sea serpent with its sails billowing triumphantly Approaches the harbour carrying Fabian Stout And the promise of adventure After that trip I decided that I was never going to get on a ship again in my life I decided to stay at Leylon And Shrew pointed out before Somewhat ironically ending up as a guard Albeit a private one It was the only way I could make out a living And that's when I first met Shrew we didn't really speak much, to be honest, other than the odd greeting when we coincided on a the site. It was always a bit spacey, you know. Always zoning in and out. Daydreaming.
1: Now, now, now. And while I wasn't daydreaming, per se, yet, there's more. There's more something that you, you you would do, according to your, your story here. And there were visions. Visions that plagued me, Fabian.
0: Visions. Daydreaming. There's one time he was hoisting up a load of bricks. When he just froze, he left his pallet suspended in midair. Once he drifted away, it began to teeter perilously as the wooden scaffold groaned under the strain. Before anyone could get to him, a section of the scaffold gave way. His pallet plummeted earthward in a chaotic descent. The wooden scaffold fractured, collapsed in disarray. True was lost in a trance and unaware of the chaos that unfurled beneath him. The construction site erupted into pandemonium, bricks scattered like leaves in the wind. The once sturdy scaffold shattered on the ground. Last I saw of him before Phandolin was him being dragged away by the guards. Facts, heard you'd been kicked out of town. Well, y- y- you were there that, that fateful day then. Yes, yeah, shortly
1: after that I was paraded in front of Griselda. Uh, you, I'm sure you remember her, and I was unceremoniously kicked out of Lydon. I hope you didn't have a hand in escorting me to Griselda herself. I was a bit out of sorts during that time. I can't remember, but I recall quite a few guards taking me to her.
0: No, no, I wasn't involved. I was a private guard, remember? Mm, Yes. I heard they left you pretty much in the nude. Mm. felt I'd missed out, but, you know, I have shared a bath with
1: you now. (laughs) Yes, yes, you are right. It's not my finest moment. But now that you bring it up, I... I've been meaning to ask you for some time, but to be honest, I'm afraid to know the answer. But it's something I must know, and we might not be alive in a few days after we encounter the dragon. When that accident happened, when, when the pallet, as you say, fell from the pulley I was hoisting up, it hit my friend on the way down, I remember waking up and seeing him sprawled across the floor. Seemingly broken, covered by bricks and debris. Do you know of his fate?
0: In what? You'd be glad to know your friend made it from that day. Oh, what a burden you have lifted from my shoulders, Fagin. I've been,
1: I've been plagued with guilt ever since that day. I, I didn't want to bring it out sooner because. As I said, uh, I feared for the answer. I feared he had died. After that fall, of course he had died. But he's alive, you
0: say? Alive and well? Well, I don't know if he's alive and well today. Well... He wasn't in great shape, as you can imagine. Well, I didn't kill him, at least. No, no. He made it, but not long after that. He just disappeared into thin air one day. Really? No one knows where he went. Oh, no. Hopefully one day, eh? We'll cross paths with him again. Anyway, I feel I've been chewing your ears for too long now, with the tale that's not particularly interesting. To cut a long story short, but about two years, I had to get out of Leylong. Although there was the occasional raid to defend against, and the odd escorting job, I ended up living a life too similar to the one I left behind in Daggerford. I needed real adventure. I couldn't resist when I heard there was trouble with Orc... G- g- uh, monsters in Phandalin. Don't worry about it, mate. You can see orcs. There'll be plenty of raiding when I tell my story. (laughs) Well, so here I am. Well, there's definitely been enough adventure here in the last few weeks to last a lifetime, wouldn't you say? Who's next, then? How about you, Shu? I'm interested to hear why they kicked you out of Laelon. And of your adventures that brought you to Phandalin. Yes, well quite quite a tale, especially when I met Cinemus. and that's why we're going to call it a session we hope you've enjoyed tonight's episode as much as we have enjoyed recording it it's been quite an experience for us to delve into Fabian's past this week and Fenner's the week before
1: yes, it's been quite different because normally we record these sessions when one of us is missing to kind of fill in the gap for the other person that's missed, like we did it with Shrew's backstory. We did it with the one of the Thundercliffs with the cult, that cult thing.
0: Yeah, the attack on Vandalin as well.
1: Yeah, that I haven't heard.
0: But that's kind of
1: when one of us is absent for any particular reason. Usually it's because of illness. Then we have had to cover with one of these types of episodes. But this we've done deliberately to give more depth to the characters, especially as we are ramping up to the end of the campaign and to possibly a life or death fight. So we we thought we'd give you more insight in, in our main characters. But it's not normally how we record when we're in person, so it's been a bit it's been a bit weird, because it's more scripted. Usually it's all live play and more improvisation, but this is more of a scripted thing. But it's been quite fun to do as well.
0: Yeah, there's been some improv and ad-libbing as well. You you really cracked me up with those dumplings. So I can see now there's going to be quite a few jokes at Fabian's expense. Yeah, the dumpling.
1: Obviously, we're here. We bounce ideas off each other and then, you know, come up in the spur of the moment things. So yeah, there has been some ad-libbing, some improvisation. But it's a, It's a different way of doing things and it's quite enjoyable as well.
0: Indeed it has. Next week we continue with our characters' backstories. But if you can't wait a whole other week for some more Into the Dungeon, why not visit our website www.i2td.com. You can follow the links there to our Buy Me A Coffee page, where by joining one of our membership tiers, you can gain access to a little smorgasbord of little bite-sized episodes for your delight.
1: Whilst you are there, you will also find our shop where we have certain items and you can also donate potions and that will help us grow as a podcast and obviously will help our campaign as those items donated will be part of the story and will appear in the game and making you also part of the story we
0: tell. And if you can't donate or don't wish to, but still want to help the podcast, you can certainly do so by liking episodes, leaving us a review... Sharing, subscribing, leaving comments on tweets, and perhaps also joining our Discord channel as well. Getting the good name of i2td out there in the world. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And I think
1: this now leads us on nicely to the end of the episode club. Last one standing. Where we give you a password, which you then use in a comment section, wittily, yeah. you know, funnily. Whatever you prefer, and then we go over them and decide who wins and who becomes a Guido Mas Brother. You get the title in Discord, so obviously you get more perks if you do join our Discord. And there we also add your comment or prosperity. So, do you
0: have a password for us, Nick? Well, I do. Today's password is "Wanton more." <laughs> wanton more. <laughs> it's a kind of dumpling. Yeah. A wanton. Yeah we'll be wanting more of these backstory episodes <laughs> right yeah yeah
1: that's that's a good one so how do you have to spell it just to clarify
0: w-o-n-t-o-n wanton more wanton more that's today's password I we look forward to reading your submissions
1: thank you very much and thanks for listening yet again thanks for being here we hope to catch you next time as we delve into, into the, the dungeon, dungeon.